0: Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. Well, we have been in a series called Choose Joy. We've been having a few conversations about some things that we can choose in our life that on the other end of those choices is this wonderful experience of joy. Here's what we know for sure is that Jesus went to the cross, yes, to die for our sins, but he also died so that we could experience some other things in our life. He died so that we could experience the freedom that comes, that we were singing and talking about this morning, that that our past no longer defines our future. That we get to live in the freedom of knowing Jesus now and being forgiven of the brokenness of our past and to experience the joy of of, of being found in Him. And that is is something that that we as a church want to celebrate. But, But what we've got to understand and what we're unpacking over these past few weeks is this reality that there's some choices that we make that help us to experience the joy that God has for us. And here's what we know for sure, that our choices lead... And our feelings follow. Now our culture today says your, your feelings lead and your choices will come along. Kind of the back end of that. And I've said this a couple of times. But I feel like it's something that God wants to set into your heart and into your mind. Your choices lead and your feelings will follow after time. If we learn how to live that way in our life. And we learn how to make choices that position us better for all that God has for us. There's some amazing things that God can do in our lives. So we've been talking about specifically three choices uh, that impact our joy, that really facilitate this joy that want, God wants to give you in, your, in our lives. Week one, we talked about the first choice, which was to pray first. We, we went through Philippians chapter 4, and we looked at how joy and prayer are inseparable. They're actually intertwined together that when we pray and we offload all of the weights and burdens and anxieties and fears that we experience in life that when we, when we live out of that place we get to begin to experience this joy that is offered to us. It's this place of peace and rest for our heart and our minds. God has given that to us and the platform by which we get to experience that is prayer. The second week that we talked about was last week we talked about the daily choice this choice of purity in our life of recognizing how sin impacts our lives and it creates space between us and God and God doesn't want space between us and him that's why he sent his son Jesus was to close that gap so that we could experience the fullness of joy and all that God has in us and that sin doesn't get to dictate our lives but that we get to live in the freedom that's found in Jesus Christ the price that he paid on the cross. We talked, and I, I I didn't share this last week because I wanted to share it this week. But here's a real good statement for you to remember. It's hard to be guilty and joyful at the same time. Come on, it's really hard to be guilty and joy filled at the same time. That is why the provision of the cross was made for you and I, so that we could walk guilt free because of what Jesus has done for us. And we break the sin off of our lives so we can experience the joy that God has for us in life. Amen? Amen. Today we're going to dive into a, a third point, and it's going to be one that that might ruffle a few feathers, but that's what I'm good at doing. It's a gift. I just and, and it's a space that as we explore the joy that God has for us in our lives, we we wanna we wanna experience it not just in partiality, but in its fullness. We want to experience all that God has for us. And so today we're going to take a look at the third choice, and this is the sacrificial choice. I want us to dive back into our our passage of Scripture, Isaiah 61.3, and we're we're going to unpack just the last few comments that were made in here. Remember, this is a prophecy about Jesus and what he came to this earth to offer you and I. And we know that he binds up the broken heart and he sets the captives free. These beautiful things that we're experiencing in our lives, but then it goes on to say that there's some heart work that God wants to do us. And here's what it says in Isaiah 61.3. It says, the oil of joy instead of mourning. Jesus offers you an oil of joy instead of the mourning and pain that you're feeling in your life and the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. And this is really where we're going to settle today. In our sacrificial choice is understanding that the, the weightiness, the heaviness, that, that, that weight pressures down on us in life. Every time you, you scroll through Facebook or you listen to the news or you look around you at the political climate of the world that we're in or you, you buy into the fact that the coronavirus is going to wipe out the entire planet, right? It's the flu, people. I just want to be really clear on that. Okay, we're we're gonna leave that one alone. But, but here's a reality: we're just constantly inundated. Everybody's still chuckling about that. We're constantly inundated with this weight and heaviness about the world that we live in, and we carry that around as if it's like this this really beautiful garment. When in reality, all it's doing is crushing you in your life. God never meant for us to carry that kind of weight. What He offers us is this place that we can offload those burdens at His feet. And the Bible tells us we can take on the garment of praise. In other words, that heaviness that you feel in your life is not from God. He gave you an entirely different wardrobe. And all too many of us are going into our closet of Christianity and spirituality, and we're looking at the garment of praise, which is super close And we're not sure if we're going to put that thing on because it makes us a little uncomfortable. And God has given you an incredible tool to cast off this heavy burden that the world constantly wants to put on your life and replace it with joy. Are you here this morning? God's not trying to give you something else that's going to make you feel worse. He's trying to give you something that will will bring some life to you in your journey. And he says the way that you access this place of joy and offload this spirit of heaviness is by the garment of praise. Scripture teaches us that if we want joy, we've got to make the choice of praise. Let me be really clear. If you want joy to be a part of your journey in life, then you have to choose to go put that clothing on you. And, and oftentimes, all too many times, we, we approach our, our interactions with God, and we approach the presence of God with, with a, a little bit of a messed up mentality. And we, we think that in some way, shape, or form, we're strong enough and capable enough to carry the weights of this world with us throughout our day and it not affect our lives. And Jesus says, oh, church, listen to me. Listen to me. You'll put on the garment of praise. You're going to put off all that heaviness in your life and you're going, to, you're going to be able to carry something around with you. in life. You're going to look really good in that outfit. Can I just tell you, joy looks way better on you than heaviness. It's like going into your closet in the middle of the summer and going, I think I'm going to put that winter parka on and those snow pants and it's, it's just going to be a nice day. And you step outside and you experience the heat of Idaho in the middle of the summer and in your snow outfit, that just doesn't look good on you. Can I tell you that? Some people are going to be staring at you going, are you aware that it's summertime? And yet all too many of us say, man, I'm a follower of Jesus and, and I love Him and He's so good to me. And, everybody, and they're looking at you going, well, you should tell your face that. You look depressed. What's your problem? Like, I, if, if that's Jesus, I don't want any of Him. We're not putting on the right garments of praise, and so therefore we're living in the spirit of heaviness. God's just saying, man, i got something better for you. Make a choice. Make a choice to put on the garment of praise in your life. And let me, let me help you with this, because oftentimes we get, we get these two words confused in the body of Christ, these, this word of praise and worship. I want to bring some real clarity to you. There is a difference between praise and worship. Scripture teaches us this. Worship is an internal expression of how I feel about God and how God feels about me. It's a space of of worship where we're coming and we're talking about just the love of God in our life and how much we enjoy Him and then we're reciprocating that with God and I love you and this is just so much fun and I love being in your presence and and that's wonderful. That is part of our expression to God. Most of us are very comfortable with the worship environment. If we play slow songs, we keep it just kind of mellow in here. We all kind of like that. In fact, some of you like it so much you're willing to take a nap. <laughs> We're comfortable with the place of worship because it's this kind of personal, intimate connection with God. And so, so for most of us, that, that's pretty comfortable. Many of you wonder why we start out our worship service with upbeat songs and some of these environments. It's because the Bible actually teaches us to do that. Here's, here's the Bible for you. The Bible says... We enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. There's two components in that environment where we, we're coming before God. We're saying, not just, hey, thank you. You're pretty cool. Thanks, God, for a good week. Like, no, that's not Thanksgiving. Like, when, when I give my kids a good gift, it is not, hey, thanks, Dad. It's pretty awesome of you. That's never their exp- Like, you want to see joy, you should, you should hang out with my daughter, Naya. You you can buy her just about anything, specifically clothing. And if you pull clothing out of a bag that belongs to her and you give it as a gift to her, this is nice. Like she just, like she, she just cannot stand still. Big old smile. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like that's what's pouring out of her. Why? Because she's really grateful. Like she just loves that and just means so much to her and and, and too many times we enter into the presence of God like, well, you know, it's been a rough week. Okay, can I help us here for a second? The reason why the Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, and the reason it instructs us to do that, is because most of the time you don't want to. It's a choice. I will enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. That means I'm going to bring something that's a choice of my will to engage God in a real Naya thank you, right? Bouncing up and down a little bit. Really, like really grateful for what He's done. That He saved me from my sin. That He's given me new life. He's given me a beautiful and a wonderful family and great friends to do life with. Man, I got a lot to be thankful for, but so many times I come into the presence of God, Oh God. Right? God say, wait, 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 what's, what's going on here? God desires us to enter into His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. And here's, here's why. Let me help you with this. Because Psalm 16 tells us that in His presence is fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. All too many times we are the downer to the presence of God. Instead of coming in with thanksgiving and praise, we're just like, suck the life out of the room. God's saying, no, 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 make make a choice to be joyful. Make a choice to come into my presence. And that choice is to literally put on the garment of praise when I walk in and say, God, I'm going to bring you something that you're worthy of. I'm going to bring you something that you're worthy of. Psalms 95 says it this way. I love this. Let Let me show it to you in Scripture. It says, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving and extol Him with music and with song. The reason we begin our gatherings together with song and worship and extolling His name is because Scripture teaches us that's how we come to His presence. When we gather together, we do this very intentionally. Whether it's your personal preference or not really doesn't have anything to do with it. Whether these guys hit all the right notes and stay in the right rhythms uh, has nothing to do with it. Our God is worthy of our praise and thanksgiving because of who He is, not because of how we feel in the moment. And all too often in the body of Christ, we're coming because we want to be entertained. And God is saying, Would you just come and spend some time with me? Like, could you corporately together just say thank you? God, you're amazing. Thank you for all that you've done in our lives. Like, that's, what it, that's what the beginning components of us gathering together is all about. That's, that is a picture of praise, singing joyfully, shouting aloud. Some of you are like, I don't do that. I'm out. No, nope, no thanks. And yet I could take you to a Boise State football game, and I would be deaf in whatever ear I'm standing next to you in. Come on, church. And we can get all excited about our sports teams, but, man, we come before a God Who actually know? Can I just remind you? Not one person on that football field knows your name. Not one of them. Never spent any time with them. They don't know anything about you. Yet we're in the bleachers, going crazy town. And here's the God of all creation, who knows you by name, knows every hair on your head, invites you into relationship with Him. When we come to our worship that's like, is this about over yet? Can can we get to the preaching? Because it's you know, because it's awesome right here. Come on, listen, I'm provoking you this morning because we must build our lives on the Word of God, not on our personal preferences. We must build our lives. Because listen, if you want to experience the joy the Bible speaks about, it won't come to you your way. It will only come to you His way. Here's the beauty of what Psalms 95 says. It teaches us how to praise, but then it goes on and talks about this other space of worship, of of coming before God, of worship that, that we love. Psalms 95, verses 6 and 7 says this, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our God, our Maker. Those are the quiet moments where we're just coming and we're just bowing before Him. And we love that. Like it, It's comfortable for us to do. goes on to say, For He is our God and we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. Today, if only you would hear His voice. So we see these two beautiful pictures of praise, which is this amazing outward expression in this other space of worship which is this intimate connection. Again, we're way comfortable with the worship side. We're not so excited about the praise. Sadly, all too many of us are missing out on the joy that God's promised us because we're unwilling to put on the garment of praise. See, the garment of praise is a choice for us when we gather together. It's a choice for us when we come into the presence of God. Joy comes when we praise God for what He has done. Hear that this morning. Joy comes to your life when you stop and you praise Him for what He's done. You put on the garment of praise and it breaks off the spirit of heaviness. Often we need to be reminded about how awesome our God is. That's that's this platform of praise. And you know what's funny about praise? God actually designed praise not to be vertical towards him but horizontal with each other. When we praise God, when we when we start making these declarations that God, this is what you've done in the past, and this is what you're going to do in the future, and God, you've set us free and God, you're awesome and you're mighty and, and the oceans, they, they, they worship you and the trees, they, they clap their hands before you. Like all of these things, like when we make those kind of praise declarations, that's really not for God. He already knows who he is. It's for us to come into these corporate settings and go, hey, dude, God's awesome. It's, it's oftentimes why at the beginning of our worship sets, we're taking these times to, to bring praise before God. Why? Why? Because we need to be reminded walking in here that the, the crumminess of our week is not defined who our God is. We need to be reminded that maybe you're dealing with some sickness in your body, but God's healed people from the beginning of time will continue to do it to the end. He's your God. He provides for you. Maybe you're walking in here and you're a little heavy because you've got some bad news in the mail when it comes to the bill side of things for your life. And you need to be reminded that He is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. And so we sing praise to God, celebrating what He's done, to remind us that we, can, we have a hope going into our future. And that's what praise is all about. It's that place of, of building that up in our hearts and our lives. We come in here, I'm going to use a term that probably most pastors wouldn't relax, but we come in here dragging butt. Like we, we come in here and we're like, man, I sure hope it's good worship today. I sure hope these guys are on their game. And we forget that we're the ones that are charged with bringing praise to God not the worship team. I'm so thankful for that we have great musicians and people that can lead us vocally, but church, can I just invite you to something? We're the ones that are called to worship God. They're called to lead us there, but we're the ones that are called to worship Him. Man, I'm, I'm getting in some people's business this morning. I can see it on your face. Come on, God is worthy of our praise. Not only is He worthy of our praise, but when you put the garment of praise on, man, you get to lift off the spirit of heaviness and you get to experience the joy of the Lord. It'll be your strength. This beautiful thing that God has for us. Worship is so vertical. And we like those moments. And, and, and I'm not trying to, not one is better than the other. It's both and, not either or. We need praise and worship. Today we're talking about trying to, trying to live in this place where, where God speaks to us in our life and we get to kick off the heavy stuff and we get to live with the joy that the Word of God promises us. Worship is a response to God. It's this place that, God, I, I love you and, and you love me. and God, this is, this is one. It's a response to God. Okay? But praise is a choice. It's a deliberate choice of our heart to come before God and say, God, you are so worthy of all that I have inside of me. So let me give you three things this morning. We're going we're gonna to jump through these here real quickly. Three things that praise does in your life. You should have your notes right there in front of you. We're going to fill in the blanks for those. Praise focuses us on God and not me. I did not get one amen on that. (laughs) Praise focuses us on God and not me. The whole point of praise is this. God, it's not about me, it's about you. It's about how awesome you are. Praise is a choice to get beyond yourself and to bring him something that he's worthy of. We live in one of the most narcissistic societies in the history of humanity. We want to selfie everything. It's all about us. It's all about our comforts. It's all about our desires. It's all about what I like. It's all about these chairs aren't comfortable with us. These guys need to figure out some different chairs in this space. And Man, it's a little warm in here today. Like It's all about we're so narcissistic when it comes to our worship of God and our praise of God. Can I tell you it was never designed to be special for you? It was designed that you would bring something special to him. Because of all that he's done and what he's what he's doing in our lives. God loves you. Let me don't don't hear me saying what I'm not saying. God loves you. You are the apple of it. he he is so delighted with you. He created you, he formed you, but it's not all about you. It's not all, this is not a popular church message to preach. We're going to have a very small crowd next week, I can tell you that. I'm just going to preach. I'm preaching you the Bible. Because I want you to experience and make the choice to put on the garment of praise to get rid of the spirit of heaviness so you can actually enjoy your life, church. Because Jesus loves you. But it's not all about you. Praise produces inside of us a focus on God that we desperately need in our life teaches us about his wonder and his majesty and it gets our eyes off of all the things that, that in life are tripping us up and stumbling us and causing us to get all down in the dumps man it gets our eyes lifted up to go man god is big hello like god is god is really big yes he is and he's for you you just need to be reminded of that sometimes how do we get there through praise praise moves us into that place the second thing that praise does Praise reminds me of the eternal and not the temporal. The eternal and not the temporal. Worship gets me right here in the moment, but praise helps me to see the eternal work of God and his greatness. Praise, we like like worship because we're we're right here in this moment. We feel his presence around us and he's, he's stirring us and we love that. We love that warm and fuzzy feeling like we love the presence of God and we should you were made for it but praise takes us and lifts our eyes off of us and our circumstance and gets us on the wonder and awe of our God it reminds us once again of all the the beautiful things that he's done in the past and and here's what you need to be reminded of he's the same yesterday today and forever that's what praise does for us but it's a choice and it's too often the choice that we aren't willing to make because praise oftentimes will cost us a little bit of something. Praise gets us making declarations that are not current realities in our life. Let me explain that to you. Praise is all about faith. Worship is all about an experience. Praise is all about faith. Faith to believe, when, we, when we're singing songs and we're declaring the greatness of God and His victory and we're declaring what He's done in the past and all those things, you may not be experiencing right na- that right now in your present situation. Praise is what takes you out of your present situation and gets you into the future of what God wants to do. So many of us say that we're not going to sing a praise song, we're not going to sing and shout to God because I just don't feel like it today. And you wonder why you never experience real joy on the inside. Because it's all about you. It's all about what you're comfortable with when it comes to gathering together. It's not about what he's worthy of. It's not even about what he's instructed us to do. It's just about what do I feel comfortable with right now in this moment. I, I can see it on your guys' faces. You're like, man, he's going there. Yes, we're going there. Come on. Praise gets us to move our eyes off the temporary to grow our faith for what God wants to do in the future ahead of us. Here's how Paul expressed it. We've been taking some looks at Paul here. Paul Paul expressed it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. says it this, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. How many of you know that's actually a song? Come on, some of you remember that. Here's what Paul's saying, like, in front of me, to the side of me, behind me, in every way I feel the pressure that's coming in on my life. Paul says, man, I'm I'm, I'm persecuted through my life, but listen, I'm not abandoned. How does Paul say that? Like, where does that even come from in Paul's mindset? If If you're being pressed in on every side, if you... Feel the pressure of that, but you say that you're not crushed. How can you even say that? Paul, you're in prison. He goes on to say in verse 17 and 18 and unpacks this for us. He says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieved for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Paul had an eternal perspective that didn't allow his current circumstances to dictate the way that he was going to feel about life. Paul had an approach to life that he's inviting us into of learning how to live our lives from the platform that, God, I don't really care what happens right now. Because I've got an eternal glory that's just way, way better. He was living with an eternal perspective. The then is greater than the now. Some of you need to write that down and put in your fortune cookie. Come on, the then is greater than the now. This is what Paul was trying, trying to teach the church. But, but listen how he finishes out. Verse 18, so we fix our eyes, it's a choice, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Praise gets your eyes into the eternal and off of the temporal. When you don't praise God, I, I can guarantee you, right, I could be in a conversation with you for about 30 seconds, and I can tell you if you're wrapped up in the temporal or the eternal. It's not hard, hard to understand. You can hear it in the verbiage that we use in the conversations that we're with, in, with each other. If we're so obsessed with what's going on right now, I promise you, you don't have much praise going on in your life. Why? Why? Because praise will lift off the spirit of heaviness and it will get your eyes looking forward into the eternal. Come on, these are the choices that we make in our life to move us forward. Here's what praise will make you. Praise will make you optimistic about what's to come. Now, I know, I know, I know. We will have all these personality assessments and all these things out there and there's, there's, there's some that are pessimists and some that are optimists and here's what the Bible says. You get to be an optimist if you adopt if you adopt the mindset of the kingdom of God. So you may be pessimistic in, inside of you. You may be pessimistic in, in the way that you look and approach life, but God says, hey, I, you know, I can, I can change that for you. If you are be willing to put on the garment of praise, here, here's what you get to do. You get to experience life through a whole different lens. And that lens is beautiful. It's wonderful. Why? Because you're not all trapped in the temporal you're looking to the eternal. Come on now. Joy is far more about how you think than how you feel. Just is. This is why praise is so important because we are making a willful choice with our mind and with our body to lift up our God and when we do that, the Spirit of heaven doesn't have a place to land. You're wearing a totally different garment right there. The third thing, praise is an outward not inward praise is outward not inward worship is typically an inward thing that's taking place to communion that's happening between us and god praise is an outward expression and it's oftentimes once again what we get very uncomfortable with how many of you guys remember the old song i've got the joy 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 remember? i got the joy 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 right i love that song so larry for those of you that don't know that you're blessed because it's kind of like the song that never ends. It's just that song that you can't get out of your head. Now, you guys are all messed up for the rest of the day, those of you who know it. okay? I got the joy, 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 joy. And then it goes on to say, where? There you go. Come on now. So it's this beautiful thing that God wants in your life. Not just just be experienced in, in certain settings, but he wants the joy of the Lord to be in you. But the problem with most of it is is, is when we sing that song, I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? That's actually what people are saying about what they see in you. You got, you got joy? Where, where's that at? I'm, I'm not picking up on that with you today. You know I mean, I like your outfit. It's cool, but I'm not picking up on joy. Come on, church. All too many times we're too wrapped up in the political climate, all these things, and people are hanging out with you like, man, you are a downer. And we are supposed to be the body of Christ who brings joy into our work environment. We should be bringing the presence of God in the spaces that we go to. We should be those that other people actually kind of like to be around. Why? Not because you're just a nice person and optimistic, because the joy of the Lord rests in you, and they get a little bit of that when they hang out with you. Come on, church. This is what God designed you for, is to be a carrier of His presence, to be a carrier of His joy into every environment that He takes you into. Look at Hebrews chapter 13. Verse 5, I love this. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual, notice this word, sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Some translations say openly declaring allegiance to his name. Notice the terminology here that it is a sacrifice of praise. I don't know about you, but I have never sacrificed anything in my life that wasn't hard for me to do. A sacrifice will cost you something. And unapologetically, the writer of Hebrews is is saying here hey, listen, let us offer through Jesus. In other words, because of what Jesus has done for you, you've got a sacrifice of praise that God deserves through your life. But it's going to be a sacrifice. It's probably even going to be something that you maybe don't even want to do. But he's still worthy of Praise is a choice. And to be clear with you, it's a sacrificial choice that goes beyond your comfort zone and into what he's worthy of. A lot of times we, we get into these environments and we talk about praise and worship and and again, it comes down to preference in our life as opposed to just embracing the Word of God and what He's trying to teach you. I want you to have joy in your life. The whole reason we did this series was because we felt like God wanted to bring some of you that were willing to go into a new place of your life of really experiencing the joy of salvation, the joy of walking in Him and the freedom that comes in that space. You know, we've been accused a few times of being a church that's um, a, a little too excited about God. Can I just tell you, if, if that is our reputation in our community, that we, we sing loud and we, we do some things on Sundays with raising our hands and clapping, just, just to remind you, that's all in the Bible. It's not like we came up with that. And if that's what we're known for as a people, then I think we're doing okay. If we're known as the, the happy church, a place that people can go and actually like, like feel, feel a, a joy and expectation for their week as they leave, can I tell you we're actually doing what Jesus has instructed us to do? And some of you that are really uncomfortable or, or learning to be comfortable a little bit with that environment, I just want to invite you to take a next step in that today. Because there's some praise that God wants to come out of your life and that praise will be a choice. Why don't you grab these sheets if you got one today when you walked in. If you didn't, I'm going to walk through it with you here real quick because there's seven Hebrew words that scripture teaches us about what praise is. And again, I just want to be really clear this is not my opinion. I know some of you see us in worship and you watch Trey or some of our, our leaders up here on the platform, and you're like, Well, that is, that's really good for them. I'm glad he's got that kind of energy and that kind of excitement. And, can I just tell you, it's a choice every week when we gather together to worship God. But not only to worship Him, but to bring Him praise that He's worthy of. I'll bow down on my knees, not because like, it's the, the pastoral thing to do. It's because I'm just so thankful for what He's done in my life. I'll shout and lift my hands. Why? Because Scripture teaches us to. And here's seven Hebrew words that I just want to unpack very quickly for us this morning as we close our time together Here's the, here's the seven words. You probably, hopefully, have them in front of you. If you don't, by the way, you can grab these on the YouVersion app. They're, they're out there for you in today's service. But here, here's, here's what they are. Number one, halal. To rave, to boast, to celebrate, and to be clamorous foolish. You know what that sounds like? Sounds like a Boise State football game. Scary to me that the world has this down better than we do. I'm gonna move on. Yadal. to acknowledge. Notice these words in public. So many of us wanna. Well, I have I have great worship times. I have great praise times with God in my secret place. Awesome. You should. That's where all this is cultivated. But the Word of God tells us in Psalms 138 that we're to bring this into the public setting, like unashamedly. I will I will come and worship my God. Number three. Barak, to bless by kneeling or bowing. I'm going to challenge some of you in this space. There's a next step for some of you in your space of worship. You're really comfortable with standing or sitting, but one of the expressions of praise that God loves and delights in is when we get on our knees before Him and we say, God, you are God. You are worthy of every bit of worship that I could come and lay at your feet. I'll tell you right now, the safest place that you can be in your life is on your knees. Whether that's in prayer or in worship, you can't fall from there. It's this place where we can just get before God and say, God, you're worthy of all that I can bring. Number four, Zamar, make music to God with strings. That's why we have guitars. No, really, that's why we have guitars. The Bible says, like, stringed instruments. Come before God and play them skillfully. we got some amazing musicians here that lead us in worship, but, but maybe you have a skill to play instrument as well. Part of your praise to God is playing skillfully on that. Number five, shabak to address in a loud tone to shout. This is one that most of us are very uncomfortable with. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good with, like, one through four... 5, Tim, that's pushing the envelope for me. I'm an introvert, don't you know? No, I don't know. Introverted, extroverted, lost, found, doesn't matter. He's worthy of this kind of praise from us. In fact, this is what pleases his heart. This is why he put it in his word. So that we could understand what pleases the heart of God. And one of those is a place where we just lift up a shout of praise to God. That's why Trey led us in that this morning at the end of our worship time to just pause for a moment and lift. Some of you have never done that before in your life because it it like it makes you feel a little bit weird. Can I remind you? It's not about you. It's about Him. He deserves the loudest noise that you can make out of your mouth. Hello? Yeah. There you go. He, he deserves the loudest you know what's sad to me? is all too many times the loudest noises that come out of our mouth are either criticism of other people or yelling at our children to stop doing whatever they're doing. That's what gets the, the, the loudest volume out of our mouth. And yet God is in heaven. Gave His Son for you. Purchased for you the ability to enjoy eternity and be free from your sin. And we're like, shout out God. Come on, sure. Like, I'm just trying to be real with us this morning. Like, we get uncomfortable in the praise environment because it's a little outside the box. It makes us go beyond our comfort zone. But again, I'm not teaching you my preferences. I'm teaching you what the Word of God teaches. You can go through. You can find all these in Scripture here. Number six, Tadwa, to lift hands in adoration. If I remember right, somebody invited us to do that this morning. Haley opened up a space of worship for us, and she just said, hey... Hey, church, let's just lift our hands together. Oh, I'm not comfortable with lifting my hands. Okay, lift your hands. Hold the baby. Whatever you got to do, right? Baby steps, right? Baby steps. Right? You might start here. That's okay. Well, these times it might be, woo! hey, we're breaking out of the box here. And the next thing you know, you're just going to have two hands and surrender to him, right? Like, listen, these, again, are not personal preferences. These are the desire of God and our praise of him because he's worthy of. We invite you to lift your hands, not because we're trying to embarrass you, but because our God is worthy of everything that we can bring to Him in worship. And here's the last one. Here's the last one. Tequila. Not tequila. I just wanted to be clear on that. Here's what it produces. Exuberant singing. So does tequila. Come on now. Some of you are really serious. like, that was funny. It's okay to laugh in church. Come on. Exuberant singing. That's why this morning in here, my favorite times of worship is when we can't hear the worship team because you guys are just so loud. Like we're just bringing everything we got. Can I just tell you, our worship team, that's their favorite time to leave worship. Because God created you And you specifically, to bring him praise, he's worthy of. And that praise is not the introverted component. That praise is, God, this is way outside the box for me, Lord. I'm not not too sure about this shouting thing, but here's what I know. I'm thankful that you saved me, and so, so I'm just going to give it a go here, God. I'm just going to give it a go. That's what praise is all about. And when you choose, listen to me, when you choose that kind of praise... Here's what Scripture promises you. The spirit of heaviness goes bye-bye in your life. So many of you are wrestling with the spirit of heaviness in your life because you're unwilling to do what Scripture invites you to do to get rid of the spirit of heaviness. Church, you've got, we've got a choice to make in this. You can experience all the joy that God has for you, but you've got to do it His way. His way is that we would be a people to put on the garment of praise in place of the spirit of heaviness. It brings us full circle back to this little little saying right here. You get to choose joy. When we make some, some very specific decisions in our life, we get to experience the promises of God to us. Let me remind you, however, when we choose not to bring Him praise, then you've chose to leave the garment of praise hanging in the closet and instead you're going to walk around with the spirit of heaviness. And God's saying, come on, that just does not look good on you, child. It just doesn't look good on you. I don't know how many times I've said those words to my children. That outfit did not look good on you. It's not because I'm mad at my children. It's because I, I want them to enjoy, right, the appropriateness of bringing something in their life much like God is for us in this space of praise to Him. Like when I come to worship God, it's not on my terms. When I come to praise God, it's not on my terms. It's on His terms. Will you stand with me this morning as we close our time? As we close this morning, I I, I felt so strongly in my spirit this week as I was praying for us as a church. that we're going to break the spirit of heaviness on our lives. And I want to remind you, Scripture doesn't say the feeling of heaviness. or the. No, it's a spirit. It's a very real thing. There's principalities and powers. Scripture teaches it. It's very real spirits that are trying to get us to be weighed down in this journey, to get so heavy that we just can't even lift our head up to God. And God says the thing that breaks that in your life is praise, a garment of praise that we put on. So as I praise, I'm, I'm just warning you right now, we're not going to get funky and weird today. But here's what we are going to do. We're going to enter into the truth of Scripture and let it define our new normal. We're going to let the Word of God come in and be what it is, powerful and effective, transforming us and changing us. Why? Because our God is worthy of everything that we can bring Him. Because He gave up everything for you and me. So as we close our time today, I'm going to pray, I'm just warning you right now, I'm going to pray a very intentional and deliberate prayer over your life. The spirit of heaviness would be broken off of you. You would be a child of God that learns how and chooses to bring God the best praise of your life. Now that, that won't be reserved for football or won't be reserved for whatever your favorite thing is in life. It might be fishing or hunting. Or, I've been with some dudes in the forest and they made some noise when they had an elk on the ground. Come on. That should not get our highest praise. Only He's worthy of our highest praise. So will you join me in prayer? And I want you to to enter into this place of prayer this morning through a place of faith. Space of faith that God, when I do things Your way, I will experience in the promises that are in Your Word for me. God, when I choose to, to just ignore me and put my attention on You, God, I get to experience the beauty and the wonder of what You have for me. Come on, let's pray together this morning. Father, we thank You so much. For the freedom and liberty that comes through your word, God. and Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I break the spirit of heaviness, God. That would cause us to be downcast, God. And heavy in our hearts, Lord. Heavy in our demeanor, Lord. Heavy in our speech. I just break that now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare freedom in this room to experience the joy of the Lord that produces great strength in our life, God. Lord, this morning we come before you, God, and we say, but we choose to put on the garment of praise in exchange for the spirit of heaviness, God. And Lord, this morning we raise our hands and our voices to you, God. And Lord, we just invite you to come and to break that off of our lives, God. Lord, we choose to bring you the praise of our lips because you're worthy of it, God. Not because I'm comfortable with it, but because you're worthy of it, God. But we choose today, God, to bring you all that you are worthy of, Jesus, because you saved our souls, you rescued us from sin, and you gave us hope in eternal life. Lord, it is our pleasure to bring you praise. Lord, it's our pleasure to bring you worship, God. Lord, it's our pleasure, God, Lord, to lift our voices to you and say that you alone are worthy of it all. Lord, we thank you for it, God, today. And Lord, I'm praying as we head into this week, Lord, Lord, that there would be something different about our lives, God. Lord, that that spirit of heaviness would be broken off us, God. Lord, that we would move beyond our comfort zones. And Lord, that we would live in the truth of your word, God. God, you are awesome. Come on, can we just pause for a moment? Just, Just dwell on the awesomeness of God. His wonder, his power, his authority, his grace in your life. Man. God, you've been so good to us. And I'm just just so overwhelmed by the goodness of God. God, you've been so good to us. Lord, you've been faithful in every season. Lord, you're with us. So God, today, Lord, today we just surrender. Lord, we present ourselves to you. But even as Hebrews says, as a living sacrifice of worship, holy and acceptable to you, God. Come on, you're awesome. Come on, you're worth. You're worth. God, let our lives leave an impact, God, on those that were surrounded by daily. Lord, may we carry not only from this place but God, from our devotional times with you and our, our drives and or com- Lord, may we carry the joy of the Lord everywhere we go. Lord, it's the antidote to the depression and anxiety and fear that is all around us in our world, God. It's you. It's you living in us, Jesus. So, Lord, we just thank you. for God, I thank you that we get to gather together like this. Celebrate you and worship you, God. God, as we head into this week, Lord, may we carry that. And Lord, may we come back next week a different people, God. Lord, prepared to bring you the praise that you're worthy of, God. Lord, prepared to go beyond, Lord, what we've experienced in the past and to take a next step, God, in our worship and praise of you. Lord, we just thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness, God. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We honor you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Come on, and everybody said, Amen. He's so worthy of it. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.